0: I'm Donnie, and I'm Anthony, and we make up the GW Branding Group, here to bring you the Off the Ground Podcast, the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs and find out how they got their businesses off the ground. Hey, this is
1: Anthony with the Off the Ground Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Donnie Wells, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk to you guys about search engine optimization, and we're going to go over the most essential SEO topics that uh, we think you should use for your business. So, um, you know, Off the Ground Podcast is typically about bringing on successful business entrepreneurs, owners, and letting them give their story on how they got their business off the ground. But today we really wanted to focus on these SEO topics because it's uh, uh, something that's been brought up quite a lot, and we'll let uh, Donnie kick right into it.
0: Yeah, so uh, you know, as as an agency, that's been our main focus. We design websites, and uh, specifically, we design them to be perfect for Google's uh, ever-changing SEO criteria. And an SEO, for anyone who doesn't know, is search engine optimization. Uh, you know, we just wanted to provide some insights on uh, you know what are the most important strategies and some of the tips and tricks to uh, get found on Google, uh, and and that's really what search engine optimization is. Google's the main one. uh, But they set the standard for the other engines, uh, search engines as well. Um, So yeah, I'd like to you know, that that's uh, an intro to SEO. But what what about that makes it so crucial for uh, online success? Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I would say it's uh, understanding that your most relevant clients are also searching for, you know, their answers on Google and you know the the whole goal of SEO is to be able to come up on top of Google's search rankings they are called SERPs uh, search engine result pages and you know that's the goal the goal is to outrank your competition to stay top of mind and to get leads and that really comes from organic traffic and also a little bit from you know paid advertising but the organic traffic with SEO is really what is going to fuel your business in the long run. It's not a short-term strategy. It's something that you need to be focusing on for years and building out a you know library of of relevant data that people are going to find and you know then from there Google will look at you as a thought expert. So Donnie, I wanted to ask like, you know. Uh, what are the highest SEO impacts on, on website? You know, websites for organic visibility. You know, like what? You know, there's on-page SEO. There's off-page SEO. Why don't you kind of give us a breakdown of what those are?
0: Yeah, so we uh, take a look at websites a lot for clients that are potential clients that are. You know, I call it a, um, I call it a postcard website. You know, you can send, show somebody this website that they have, and it might look really great. Maybe they paid a lot to have it done. Uh, but really, the bones aren't there for SEO and, and for the criteria that Google has. Uh, and that is all in the category that you just mentioned, on-page SEO. Uh, and there's a lot of factors that go into it uh, that a lot of people surprise a lot of people. Number one, probably one of the highest impacts on Google, is a word count. So that's the first error we look at is a low word count. So for so many websites, they might look really neat and tidy and pretty, but, you know, there's only 100 words on the page. Uh, and the recommendation is at least 500 to a thousand words. Um, you know, that gives you opportunities to inlay, uh, exactly what you do, uh, cause Google's reading all these words. So it, 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 gives you an opportunity to tell you why you're better than other people, what kind of, uh, experience and authority and trust. Uh, we talk about eat EAT experience, authority, and trust. Um, and then, you know, so we, we, you, you want that in order to be able to portray what you have but also it gives you an opportunity to, to put keywords in there that Google is searching for uh, and you know 500 to a thousand is just the beginning I think the, um, you know Anthony and I we were just looking into it the other day and uh, oftentimes the top search result has three thousand to six thousand words on it so you know it, it's really an opportunity to uh, tell Google exactly what you have on your page what your business has to offer
1: Definitely, and then when it comes to off-page SEO, that's more so with your backlink structures. And I always like to say we work a lot with general contractors and and construction companies, and we always say that uh, a backlink is basically a back avenue to your website. So you know, imagine you're building a brick and mortar business, and your brick and mortar business is built off of a main road. Well, not everyone's going to be able to get onto that main road and get to your business. There's a lot of you know backroads that people like to take. So, a backlink is essentially a backroad to your business, and one of the reasons why it's a key piece of SEO is because it's going to help Google's algor- algorithm establish trust within your website because you're going to be ranking and um, you know ranking online, and each ranking that you have, you know, you'll have Google look for your backlinks and where are those pointed to. Are they pointed to other community members' websites? You know, that's the trust factor. Are they pointed to um, internal links that are gonna link structure from, you know, one page to the next page, and and really, that whole backlink structure is a, is a crucial piece to SEO because to, Google is always from too. Yeah. These
0: are roads going back and forth. These are links that are are connecting uh, different web pages, and so a, a website is not a static thing. It's a it's a living organism. Uh, in a lot of ways right and so you you Google is constantly re-ranking you and reassessing what your authority is and some of the most powerful backlinks are links from your content that are being used as an answer or as a resource from another high authority page Uh, so if there are other um, so one of the things we do for companies is is a link building uh, you know process and that, what's involved in that is, is taking a look at what content that you have or starting by creating content, educational or humorous or, you know, other content that people would be interested in reading. And then doing a reverse search to find out, you know, what answers that uh, what, what answers that's providing for the questions that people are looking up. So then you're, you're going to go after those keywords by then reaching out to those articles and trying to be the link that they're using to answer their questions, if that makes sense. So that that's one of the things that... Um, can then help, you know, oh, oh, once you see that the New York Times has used your website as a backlink, then Google sees that, and, they oh, that's that's a high-authority site, so you must be a high-authority site too. And it constantly is, is marking you up the pegs of the uh, search results for that reason. Definitely.
1: And, you know, that, that's a long-term strategy, like we said, but I want to go back into on-page optimization and really talk about the strategies used that we use every day in on-page optimization when it comes to SEO what it really is and how you can use it as a as a tool for your business. So, Donnie, what are the typical things when we're running SEO audits? We typically look for a few things. Those are the H1 headings, Mm -hmm. your title tags, your meta descriptions and your image content within the website. Mm -hmm. So, Donnie, how about you dive into those those crucial pieces there?
0: Yeah, so um, title tags and meta Mm -hmm. descriptions is a big is a big uh, Piece, uh, and that's essentially when you're looking at a you know a Google search. So you know you look up you know house plant on Google or something, and then you've got a certain amount of, of blue links, and they're followed by gray text. Uh, what the blue link actually says is the title tag of the web page, because that that is associated with a page, and then also the meta description underneath, which is going to be that gray text that is more of a summary. Uh, the title tag kind of gets your attention, what is it, and the the gray underneath gives you a little more in-depth, yep. if you don't decide what those are for a page, because uh, you can go in there and you can, you can change it as long as you have the, the software to work on it, but you can go in there and change it. But if you don't, Google's just going to pull what it thinks. It's going to grab a piece of text. So, you know, it, it could be any random text. So, so many times we see these title tags and meta descriptions, whether they're the same for every page on the website, so Google has no idea which page to rank for what. Uh, and it assesses it as a group, which is not a good thing. You know, you want to be found for many different keywords. So if your whole site is only being ranked for A couple keywords because it's all ranked together that's a bad thing so you want unique meta descriptions and title tags but you want them to be descriptive and concise too yeah also
1: Uh, having call calls to action as your as your meta description you know giving them an opening hook to make people more likely to click into your link
0: in the service industry so much of it is you know uh, if those meta descriptions don't make any sense you're not going to get any any traction but what you can do is you can say you know what it is so if you're a carpet cleaner for example you can say uh, You know, call uh, Donnie and Anthony's carpet cleaning company today. And then that call to action could be the meta description, which is receive a free consultation for a 15 minute call or something like that. You know, so you can have that call to action in there or, you know, for this month only, we're doing 10 percent off. So come on in. And that's those are great ways to keep your SEO thriving, to get ranked for more keywords, to be actually a much more attractive uh, link to click on Google.
1: Definitely. And then um, let's talk about H1 headings, because so I think people overlook the fact that uh, you know you need to create web pages based off of search queries that people are, are looking on Google. So um, an H1 heading is the structure of your top web pages title, and it is also going to be the key piece of data when Google crawls your website to see what is this page about. So, Donnie, what do you typically see with an H1 heading um, versus what we come in and start to restructure them as?
0: Well, really, what uh, where the big issue comes in with a lot of sites is they have no, uh, or they have only H1 headings, and they don't break it up into H1, H2, H3, and paragraphs. Um, so, just you need to designate a, a font size and a position for those different headings. And then, you know, there, there are subcategories within the site. Uh, so your actual content needs to be housed within the H3, and then your your subheadings need to be H2, and then your titles need to be H1. H1 is essentially what it is, and then you further break down into, you know, more keywords that you want to rank for. Uh, but, you know, finding the right way to interlay the different information, that that's essentially what um, what that body structure is on the site, and, and it takes um, – you know, just a little more attention to detail and just breaking it up that way. And again, so many of these sites that I kind of call the postcard sites, they don't break it down that way and they don't have any distinction between the different uh, structures in the page.
1: Definitely. And when it comes to content, that's another huge piece on your website. When Google is looking to rank you, what kind of content do you have on your website? Do you have backlinks to YouTube? Are you using your media to your advantage? And if not, and you're just putting random images on your website, then that might be an issue, because Google also looks at the title of the image. So a lot of things that Donnie and I do when, when we're building out blogs is we use specific image titles. And that way, when you do a Google image search and you click onto that image, it'll bring up a link, typically, to a blog or somewhere where that image is, is held. So yeah, that's some,
0: some uh, that's an effort that we've had a lot of success in, is just naming those images for other search queries too, that are associated with the blogs, uh, then you're becoming not only uh, a search result on Google for just, you know, all, but you're also, you know, then on Google for images as well.
1: Yeah. Let's dive into the different tools you can use for SEO. There's a lot of them, um, varying expenses. Some of them are hundred dollars a month. Some of them are thousands of dollars a month. And I think the tools are gonna be an important piece of understanding your SEO strategy. And where your site ranks, as well as tracking that site to make sure that you're actually in competition with the people you think you are from an online perspective. So, um, you know, typically we use Uber Suggest uh, from Neil Patel. It's a very great platform, but there are so many. Donnie, do you want to kind of break down what we use these these for?
0: Well, yeah, we're we're loyal a little bit to Uber Suggest because we've learned so much from Neil Patel and his content. And he puts out you know an email newsletter and a lot of emails I. I that are automated or or often I, kind of let go. Um, but you know, he's constantly giving tips and, and again, SEO and Google search results is something that's constantly changing. So, you know, nobody really has time to make it their business unless you're like us and we made a business around it. Um, but we make it our business to, to keep up with that stuff. And so does Neil. So that's great. But with that Uber suggest, uh, and there's a few others that are really good too: uh, S.E.M. Rush and and um, Moz
1: Keyword yep, Tool, yep. Um, Yoast for Word, WordPress, mm-hmm. things like
0: that. Um, but what we do with that is we're able to pull a lot of content off the website, so we're able to see um, a, a very accurate estimate of how many clicks they're getting, uh, and what search queries they're being ranked for. Uh, so you know what it looks like when you when you pull one of these uh, keyword reports is. Um, These are the, you know, 10 keywords you're currently ranking for. And here's your position in it, too. You know, it might be 10th. It might be 13th. It might be 25th, right? Um, What you want to see is one through five, obviously. Um, But if you're you're ranked 15th for the name of your company, you know, then you know you're really doing something wrong. Um, But we're able to see that. And we're able to, uh, you know, see exactly how many search queries that's getting each month, too. So if the keyword is... You know, we just use carpet cleaner, for example, so I'll use it again. But if, if the keyword is carpet cleaner near me, and you're ranked 25th for it, uh, you're also able to see what that difficulty is to rank for that. And you're also able to see exactly how many uh, people are searching that a month. So that's search volume. Um, so what you want to do is find uh, that balance uh, in, in your keyword research for, you know, what's the highest volume and the lowest mm-hmm. difficulty, right? I mean, it's not usually going to be the same keyword. But you want to find one in the middle where you think that you can uh, make the biggest gains in the shortest amount of time. Yep. And then, you know, you've got some white whales too. Uh, but but that's the thing with uh, keyword research and with t- picking which which uh, keywords you're going to go with. It's, a, it's an intense strategy session to try and figure out, you know, uh, long term, I want to be the one to be at the top of the list for carpet cleaners, right? But that's got to be the hardest one in that industry with the most search r- results. Yep. But, you know... A lot of people are paying to get there, and then there are a lot of people have been working on it for 5, 10, 20 years now. Um, yeah. So, you know, that it, it's a little bit of a – it's an even longer-term strategy to go for those short-tail keywords.
1: Yeah, and, and typically what we do is we start with the long-term keywords, the long-tail keywords that people are going to be able to rank for quite easily. Maybe they might not be uh, the number one search query, but they do have a higher buyer intent when people are searching for that. So for an e- example, if somebody searches general contractor near me, uh, most likely they're you're gonna get a list of general contractors. But let's say you had a, a specific question about general contracting. What is the best general contractor for updating my flooring and kitchen cabinets, right? Well, the goal is to have that content based on those search queries so that you as a general contractor can pop up based off of that search query. And, you know, it might be a little bit easier to rank for that and the the buyer might have more intent to hire you, but you're not going to get as much traffic off of those keywords. So you start slow and you stack that on until you can start to rank for those higher ranking keywords now there's also you know a google cross strategy for you know google advertising we like to do a cross-channel uh cross-channel ppc advertising strategy where we can uh you know start to advertise for the keywords that are maybe a little bit difficult to rank for organically. And you can organically and you can pay google to get these keyword rankings mm-hmm. closer to the top now we always say when it comes to keyword rankings if somebody's telling you they're going to rank you number one, run in the opposite direction because the composition is always changing, the rankings are always changing, and that's something you have to be working on constantly.
0: Google uses something called uh, crawlers. They're essentially little bots that go through and uh, just click every single link on the Internet, and then every page they get to, they read the whole thing. Uh, and that is where, that's when they check out the H1, H2, H3 structure. They look for keywords. They decide what your meta description is going to be. Um, but, you know, it, there's no set timing for that, so it's constantly recrawling here and there. But, you know, your website might, not, might only get crawled twice a year just by the or organic bots, or even less if you have a low um, SEO effort. Um, so one of the things that Anthony and I do is every time we make a significant change on a website, we, you know, have uh, the tools to resubmit the sitemap to Google, uh, which triggers a, an audit from their crawlers, and, and so they, you know, they, they give it that re-rank right away. Uh, and that is you know, something that we see some people don't even do that, and, and when you do those SEO changes, you really want that to be recognized by Google right away.
1: Yeah, and that's through Google Search Console, which is ultimately where you can update your site map to Google, send it out to them, and that's when they'll be able to, to re-rank your site, crawl it, and uh, give you the feedback that you need to, to fix broken links. So. Um, that's another huge tool that, that we use quite often.
0: I, I wanted to speak to something that uh, you hit on before when you were talking about the cross-channel uh, SEO strategies with the PPC budgets. Yeah. yeah, so at the end of the day, for a business w- focusing on their SEO, you're, you're, you've got two main goals. One would be to drum up new leads, and that's specifically for uh, service-based industries, right? You're trying yeah. to drum up new leads for, for the right kind of client. Or two, if you have e-commerce or if you're selling something – you want to get more eyeballs on that product and then hope they, they go through. So, you're, you're either generating traffic or you're generating leads. Um, and that, uh, the keyword optimization for that, you know, it's a lot of times with that service industry stuff, you want to go for those long tail keywords because even though you might have one fifth of the traffic, so many more of those are going to be good leads like like you said they're going to be a higher caliber of lead like if you're answering a question if you're a contractor that does kitchens uh and and the the questions people are asking when they're really thinking about it are you know how much will it increase the value of my home to update the kitchen or do i need to update or do i need to redo my kitchen you know and so then you're putting out content to answer those questions Content that it might be a, a, a blog post that's five thousand or ten thousand words long, but you're answering all those questions in there and you're getting it spread out everywhere and you're referencing other sites and, and you're building out this uh, you're building out this structure where now if somebody says, you know, how much in uh, Hoffman Estates will it increase the value of my house to update my kitchen? You might have the very perfect thing for someone in Hoffman Estates if you're a contractor that that works there um and so you know then you are going to get a much more likely uh client out of that as opposed to just any old person that you know wants a new countertop or something you'd rather redo their whole kitchen right yeah. you'd rather give them all that um and and so you know finding the right leads so that that's for the the service industry too um but when it comes to um when it comes to products and e-commerce it's almost an entirely different strategy you still want to go on long tail keywords uh, but it's less of those questions. You're just going to be a lot more descriptive and a lot more exhaustive. Uh, but again, then it comes down to finding the right balance between having a really cluttered page with all kinds of words on it, and you know, having a clean and neat website that's easy to, to push through to the to the end, which is you know, buying something.
1: Yeah, definitely. Donnie's uh, does really well with the e-commerce. He handles a lot of the e-commerce portion of our business. But uh, you know, one of the things that Donnie's actually taught me is when it comes to SEO for products. It's really about the product description and as he said it's about uh making the page look right that's you know the on-page optimization portion of of seo and a lot of that also has to do with you know uh mobile website design so making sure that your site is mobily optimized Mm -hmm. about 75 to 90 percent of you know search traffic is going to be people on their phone so you want to make sure that not only is your website optimized for the desktop and for laptops but for tablets and for mobile devices as well, a lot of times we see that um, you know your your mobile site won't transfer um, and looks looks a little bit off. So that is what increases bounce rates, which are when it's it's a bounce rate is when somebody comes to your site and immediately they leave due to an issue whether that's it takes um, too long you know long time loading speed, uh, you know not mobilely optimized it's too hard to navigate And that's also part of the uh, technical SEO strategy there is, is you know finding out what what pieces of that technical you know uh, website portion need, need to be fixed. Um, but I wanted to jump into something that we deal with often and that's local SEO strategies. And when it comes to local SEO, Whether you're a service-based business or a brick-and-mortar store, there are going to be a couple different options that you have. And I wanted to jump into that. Uh, Donnie, what are your thoughts with that? I I know we want to kind of go over Google My Business Profile, um, Google Local Guaranteed, and a couple other uh, local strategies that could really help your
0: business. Yeah, well, I'll let you hit on some of those, but I do want to talk about the Google Business Profile. Uh, That was one of the first SEO... Uh, real, uh, m- I don't know, changes in momentum was early on with SEO. If you had a good Google business profile, you were sort of the king. Now um, there's a lot of competition. So you, you search uh, uh, for food or something now. You know, you've got so many restaurants, so you've got to filter through them. But that's often the first uh, thing that people see even before they get to your website. So you have an opportunity there to build trust. To uh, you know, come off as a great local place to go to. So you want four and a half to five stars. You know, you want lots of reviews, not just one or two or three. You know, you want to have a lot of reviews that where people are, are really talking about. You know, the, the positive elements of having worked with you or having you know patronized your business. Uh, and you want pictures. You know, so but but again, you want that all to be accurate. Uh, and ideally, what you want is is to be the, the one profile that pulls up when somebody searches your business or something similar. Um, because then, you know, you take up a, um, it's similar to rich results really, but where, when somebody Googles something, you come up uh, way bigger than just the line by line item. So people don't even have to read. They just see, oh gosh, yeah, five stars and, you know, um, so-and-so's auto shop or something like that. So, you know, then you've got pictures, you've got five stars, you've got a description, you've got a location, you know, so optimizing that Google business profile, I mean, really it, it can, it can do, uh. It can speak volumes to the kind of business that you are, and yeah. it gives you an opportunity to put your uh, brand out there really first thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you, you want to talk about some of the challenges that people have with the Google Business yeah, Profile? Yeah, I think
1: uh, for sure, for sure. I, I think that a lot of times people are afraid to start asking for reviews, and they if they don't get a five-star review, they think it's the end of the world. And honestly, that's just not true. <laughs> um obviously you want to have between a four and and five star review but google's going to look at your reviews and say okay if every single review that they have is is five stars then there must be something going on it could be you know uh not to say a scam but these could be fake reviews uh and and so having a little bit of you know not uh, so bright reviews is a good chance for you to go to your google business profile respond to that customer and show that your customer support is on par with you know your brand, and I think that is. E-
0: I think in e-commerce, sorry to cut in. Yeah. The, the ideal review is is uh, four point six stars because I think actually, not just Google but but buyers they're skeptical of all five star reviews. You know, if you've got six hundred five star reviews, you know, did this guy have bots do it or are they yeah. fake reviews or whatever? So yeah. the again for for customers to see that you are real and and you know humans still on the other side of things it's not yeah. the end of the world to have bad reviews as long as they're mostly good
1: yeah definitely well and, and there are different uh google review opportunities you know you don't just have to build out a google business profile if you're looking to build a, a platform of reviews there's also tools like um you know we were talking uh, with a medical group and they use TrustPilot and TrustPilot is a great tool to use for reviews if you're looking to have people leave anonymous reviews maybe they don't want their their name and profile in there but they still need a way to say hey this is a, a trustworthy brand here so trust pilot is a great uh review tool for people to use and on top of that we when working with like the um service-based industry and specifically trades and home services uh, there are going to be a lot of different options for you to do advertising on, and typically when we look at doing advertising, it's more so about how many leads and qualified leads that we're going to be able to get you to close your on your deal and expand on your revenue. I mean that's the main goal here. So.
0: So then you got to assess what are you willing to pay per lead, yep. right?
1: And that, that that PPC strategy can get very confusing. You know you'd have to hire uh, PPC professionals or bring somebody in in house or either you know spend the time to learn the the platform, but. Google has recently come out with uh, a new platform called the Google Guaranteed Program. Some people know it as Google Local Service Ads. And that is a great way to get your business the, at, you know, at the top of the search rankings with a green check mark because Google's done a, a background check on you. They've, they've done a review on you. And it's a great way to pay by call rather than pay per click. And when you pay by call, You can actually dispute the bad calls and the bad leads let's say somebody contacts you and say oh can you sponsor my my business well that's not really a a lead that's somebody who just clicked that so you know where from a PPC perspective you're still getting charged for those clicks you can dispute that call and you can make your money back and uh, we've put our clients on there and typically we see they get about four to six qualified leads per week and that is done wonders for them typically They say, well, I was only getting maybe six calls a month, and now I'm getting six calls a week. And the amount of leads that have come across their desk, and even if they don't land those projects, but the opportunity to bid on those projects is going to increase. You know, um, you might have $800,000 worth of project opportunities, uh, and if you can increase your lead volume, maybe you have $2 million worth of of lead project opportunities.
0: And it's really a great extension on the SEO efforts that you've already put into place and the website that you're proud of, you know, if you, if you put a bunch of ads out there and then you are driving people to a website that is hard to use or that doesn't have a call to action or that doesn't have any helpful content, there's no trust factors there, then it's really useless. But if you are using it as an extension of this, um, you know, organic search results that you are already building and is organically, um, strong website, then you start to, you know, turn on some of those paid things and Google local service ads are awesome, you know, so we, we really can generate a lot with those, if those trust factors are already in place, you know, then we can really, um, we can turn up the heat really quick with, with those, in, in my opinion, and yeah. we've seen a lot of success with that. Yeah, I want to
1: jump into another uh, local service topic, we actually just got a call today or last night from a larger tree service. And they had a question about you know, how come their Google business profile isn't popping up when they search you know, tree services in this local neighborhood. Part of the reason that that could be an issue for you is because you haven't set your Google business profile to a physical address. You may just have a service area. So if you're trying to get listed on Google Maps, it's definitely a good idea to have a physical address. I don't think they accept PO boxes, but a physical address Here's where my business is located, so somebody can search that, and it'll come up on the Google Maps. Because a lot of the issues that people have is if they have a service area, you know, there's no set business location to pop up on the map. So that's something that is a big issue.
0: We understand the desire to only put a service area because you don't want to limit somebody to a neighborhood, right? But um, being specific with Google never hurts. Um, It and it can give you the best business because it's right down, you know, right down your block, hopefully. But also, um, you know, you have the opportunity to focus on different locations, too. So if you're in, um, you know, if you're based in Aurora, but you want to service all of Kane County, you still want to put that you're in Aurora and you have a physical location. But then we're going to be putting out blog content, we're going to be putting out web pages you know um landing pages landing pages right like oh oh, i build decks in Kane county so then we're going to be doing landing pages for that we're going to be doing content around that and it's okay we're going to do it now for uh mchenry county too if we want to go further you know north or something but you you start small and again this is this is another seo concept for that you know that's tough even for us to adhere to um because we want to be ranking for everything possible but you can't be the best in the nation or in the world, you know, if you're a tree service guy, you can't be the best tree service guy ranked by all of Google for the entire world, but you might be able to be, you know, on uh, Smith Avenue or something, or you you might be able to be in your town of, of, you know, Rolling Meadows or or wherever you are. And then, you know, as you build out those areas, you know, you, you are, um, you know, creating a service area, if you will, where you're now dominant in that, in that space for search results
1: yeah that's so true and you know that's the name of the game it's it's how do we increase your revenue how do we increase the search volume increase the traffic if you're not doing it organically then you're going to have to be doing it paid and a lot of people come to us and they ask well i had this website built but it's not doing anything i don't get any leads what's going on what what happens and that's where we can jump in and offer you an seo audit for your website Track your rankings, see where you're actually at versus your competition, then give you a strategy to move forward. It's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but it's not rocket science either. These are technical details that you could implement piece by piece. And as you move on through your business, they will actually help you uh, increase that that ranking and build out the trust factor that your brand needs. So. That is uh, a crucial piece. Now, you know, I kind of wanted to jump back into the mobile optimization, mm-hmm. um, whether it's through tablets, whether it's through your mobile app, and then also, like, your site, uh, your website structure, structure, because that's a big piece. We oftentimes see that the structure of the website is not built to be the uh, most optimized for your navigation, and that is a huge piece. So, Donny, how about we just kind of go into how you want to structure your website Um, based on your services or based on your products, or even if you're a professional and, you know, you just need a a professional landing page, how you want to structure that out?
0: Well, you know, that's, that's a lot of different, um, that's a lot of different topics all wrapped into one, but ideally, uh, in what you want to start with, and this is our process is we start with the customer journey. Um, and so when, when somebody reaches your website and whatever landing page they reach, how do we get them from there to our call to action or a sale or you know w- whether it's a, a free strategy call or whether it's a uh, a site consultation or, or a free estimate you know you, you want to decide all those things and have one clear message for for everybody and and so wherever they're drawn in if it's a piece of content that is answering a question to them you want to have uh, a mark on that page that says, "Oh, call now for your estimate," or "Oh, you know, schedule a time right now and we'll come out and see your we'll come out and see your project," um, or you want to lead them through the services so they have a better idea of what you do. Um, but that's all into uh, going into a sitemap. You know, and Anthony's an expert at setting up a sitemap. Um, but again, that's like no matter where they come in, you, you've got a funnel here, and no matter where they come in, you want them to go to the next level, which is you know that uh, that
1: buy-in, that call That in,
0: buy-in, exactly. Know. So that call to action, and then you want to go to the strategy, and then you want to go to a sale. So again, it, that the first part is we're, we're casting a wide net, but we're trying to move people through, or we're trying to make it as easy as possible. We're trying to make this funnel as wide as possible until it gets to the sale. Yeah.
1: And it's all about finding who's the most relevant customer for you. Not every customer is going to be your best customer, but you know we have to make sure that we're moving in a direction where you're getting these qualified leads and not having, uh, you know, you're always going to have a random amount of leads and they might be random things, but to move the needle and get more qualified leads is, is definitely how that site map will, will take place and you know, not, help with the not structure. A, not
0: everybody keeps track of this information either, but uh, one of the easiest places to start with deciding who your best customer is, your ideal customer profile or demographic, is to keep track of sort of hits and misses. If you're a service-based company, not every job is going to make you the same margin. It's not going to make you the same money. So if you just categorize it in an Excel spreadsheet or something like that where, okay, these are the jobs and these are the individuals that made me the most money. These jobs I I broke even or, or a little better. And then these jobs I, I lost money or it really wasn't worth it for my time. Uh, you know, You want to stay away from customers like this in terms of, advertising spend and and you know money spent we don't want anybody to waste money on marketing or seo we want you to be focused on exactly what uh you know is making you the most money so we're going to take all these green zone people and say you know where do they live what do they do how old are they and we start to build a a profile for our ideal customer and that can even influence uh you know what pages we're building on the site, or, or where we're trying to enter them into the site through to get them to, to the end game. Um, but that, that is, you know, having those hits and misses is something that we encourage everybody to just take a look at. You know, even before we get started with strategy, take a look at your, your previous uh, jobs and, and which ones were a success and why. Yeah, definitely.
1: And that could be through a number of things. You might need to update your CRM, you know, you might need to do a better job of, of keeping track of those clients and those projects. But those are all things that we're here to help figure out. We're here to help do that. Which brings me to, uh, you know, a really relevant thing that I like to talk about, which is ethical marketing and the fact that we have a duty to make sure that you are not spending all of your money in the wrong places. So when I say ethical marketing, what I, what I really mean is making sure that you're finding a company that's going to be upfront with you, they're going to be truthful with you, they're not going to be giving out you know all these really crazy offerings that might not sound realistic and then pulling back on them. Uh, finding a business that's going to say, hey, here's where you're at, here's what it's going to take to get you to the next level, and we operate off of you know this, this, these ethical guidelines. So I think that's something that we oftentimes see is companies will try and hire these seo agencies or you know these website companies and they offer them a really cheap service and it either does nothing for them or they get a little bit of traction and then it all just kind of falls apart so donnie what are the like the the options that you see when it comes to an seo plan and just getting on to well, a plan and, and working through that
0: you know there's there's uh, you mentioned too good to be true uh and that that is that's going on. This subscription model has changed the way people think about things. Like, I should be able to subscribe to SEO for $500 a month or something. And really, again, this precipitated, th- this business model really precipitated us going into business is is because um, we saw a lot of that. And we worked for companies and, and with companies that either were doing that or or were hiring somebody that were doing that, uh, was doing that. And, and they are... Getting nothing done, you know, because it's not enough time, it's not enough manpower, it's not enough, uh, you know, focus and attention to detail. Uh, and they're not upfront about what they do, they uh, will offer the world and kind of pull it back. But that that's why we uh, opened the business that we did, GW Branding Group, because we want uh, people to have a good experience with marketing where we can come in with all the expertise and all the know-how that we have a- acquired and, and continue to learn. Um, and, and address the issues right away and create a custom strategy that really is no one-size-fits-all. You know, we've talked about different business models, different business types. Uh, we have an ideal customer of what we think is our, our best customer, but we are able to craft handcraft a, a digital strategy for anybody who comes to us, uh, and, and if not, then we're, we're not going to take your business and, and, and do a bad job with it. We'd rather have somebody else that can do a better job do it. Um, but, again, that, that's something that I really um, – you know, we've strived for as, as long as we've been in business together. Uh, and and I have no intention of stopping that. I mean, I really think that uh, there's so many bad experiences with with marketing and with SEO out there. Uh, you know, we want to guard against that we are upfront about how we spend our time if it's dedicated to your company, we are upfront about what deliverables we're going to do. Uh, and you know, we price accordingly, uh, we, we really, you know, it, it's not necessarily cheap, but I think that the, what you get out of it, I know that what you get out of it from our customers, I mean, we, we, we haven't had a, a miss, really. We, we really only go into business where it's a good fit. Um, but our customers are very happy, and they, they know that we're building something. It's really an asset to have a website that works for you uh, and brings in those leads. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And, and for those of you out there that are looking to get into these things, I encourage you to shop, shop around you know go and look at some of these different agencies and and see what they're doing and see which one fits best for you because every agency is not built for every company you're going to be able to find agencies that are niche down into services for example Donnie and I do a lot of work in construction we do a lot of work with medical groups we do a lot of work with businesses that are you know high ticket so those are the businesses that we like to work with, but there are plenty of marketing services out there for, you know, startups and for, you know, brick and mortar businesses. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are an e-commerce shop and you're looking to launch your business. There are plenty of, you know, SEO agencies for e-commerce. Um, and, and really it's, it's a matter of, of making sure that it's the right fit for your business. Um, and we really want to, we really want to look into that first. That's that's how we start out.
0: And everybody's invested money into something for their business that hasn't gone well, you know. So we understand, and and we know as well as anybody, putting money into your business is a scary thing. You got to know exactly where you want to spend it. Um, but you know, you know, you can hire a salesman to do uh, lead prospecting. I mean, we have had clients that have tried all kinds of things, and they're pulling their hair out. You know, like they go on Angie's List and buy leads for for something, and those people are just you know, giving them random numbers and they get burned. So, you know, it it is very important to be diligent and to do your homework and decide what you want to do. Um, But, you know, Anthony and I, our demographic here of our our customers being the service industries and construction and home jobs, and um, a lot of folks in this industry don't really necessarily see the value until they've seen it work for them. So, you know, being able to uh, give that message to our customers uh, that it's empowering, that your website can work for you. It can bring in leads for you. It can bring in money for you. You know, if if a money thing, it's hard to justify spending on marketing. One job could pay for your entire year of marketing in a, in a big ticket service uh, like this. So it, it, really, does, um, it really does. It really it, does. You got to look at it like an asset, like anything. I mean, so many people, it's like, I'm spending it. I hope to get money back, but I don't know. It's just sort of a loss. Um, but again, we don't just focus on advertising as our only thing because that is so, um, you know. Costly. Well, it, it's costly and then it goes away. You yeah. only run ads for so long. But when you're building your website structure and you're building something with, with lots of content where people are going to to have their questin- questions answered, uh, you know, you're you're getting into territory where you are really building an asset that is going to add value to your company, you know, when, when you go to sell it someday or when you are, are looking to Evaluate it. You're, you're building something where, uh, no matter what, you at least have this resource and this lead generation tool at your disposal.
1: Yeah, 100. percent So let's recap some of those some of those great strategies. Um, you know, going into the business. So we have on-page, uh, you know, off-page SEO. We have the link building strategies. There's local SEO. Um, and, you know, those are some of those main strategies. There's also technical SEO. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. You know, and there are also some emerging SEO trends. So, one of the things that I wanted to mention is, you know, as we know, Google's always changing their algorithms and up- updating. To keep up with AI, Google is in labs mode with this new perspective search. So, Google's pers- perspective is going to use AI to search for relevant content and pull that up to the top of the search listings whether it's through uh, you know short form videos like TikToks, tocks um, reels and they just released this at Google's i/O conference so you know I would encourage everybody to research this look a little bit into it so some of those trends that we see are uh, content you know mm-hmm. short form content is huge with an SEO answering questions that have an expertise perspective. Um, and with Google's algorithm, I know Donnie mentioned EAT, uh, you know, they are adding in, they added an extra E, so it's EAT, and, and that's the expertise and the experience. How do you keep up with your business uh, you know, becoming a thought leader, and how do you show that you have experience? How do you show that you have the expertise? How do you build your website's authority, and then how do you establish trust with your, with your business? And, and those are the core values of SEO, uh, and we could definitely sit here and and talk about SEO a lot, but you know I it, think it all
0: goes in together too with the the big uh, word in our in our company's name, branding, yeah. right? GW Branding Group. Why do we say branding, and then all we talk about is SEO and websites and and other digital marketing? It's because your brand is something where you know it represents your brand, it represents your company, and it, and it gives you the opportunity to craft a narrative about yourself and, and say we stand for these values. we work in these industries and uh, we you know we want to be your friend and your and your um, you know, company that works with you. Uh, and again, that any lead that comes in they're going to have a first interaction with you whether it's your social media or your Google business profile or your website uh, or even just you know seeing your, your shop on the street or something yeah. their first interaction with you you want to have that brand continuity. Where no matter when they interact with you, they have the same experience, uh, whatever you want to put forward, your values, your your friendly, you know, customer service, uh, you know, whatever it is, we, having that brand continuity means it doesn't matter where they find you, right? They're always going to have the same experience, and they're going to have this positive experience, at least that's what we work to make it, you know, a positive yeah. experience, uh, that wants them, you know, it makes you want to do business with them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I that's exactly why we're in business and you know just let's review some of uh, the different options people have when it comes to SEO I think that everyone knows there's three options so you can either do it yourself and you know spend the time to get it done and spend the time on the research to make sure you know what you're doing Uh, You could hire an in-house person who can work for your business, whether you're at their full-time, part-time, or you can hire an outside agency. And, you know, there's benefits and downfalls to all of them, but I want to go over those Mm -hmm. and and talk about, well, what, what stage are you at in your business? If you're a startup, maybe you might have to save money and spend the time by learning it and implementing it yourself. If you're a large organization then maybe you want to go hire an outside expert, or even if you're somewhere in the middle um, and you're on the verge of saying, do I need to hire an employee for this or do I need to go to an agency? There are many benefits and and not as many benefits when it comes to these different things. I think typically um, what we see as an agency is we're coming into your business as an expert and we're not going to waste time. You're not going to have to take the risk of, Spending time with HR, onboarding employees, paying for employee benefits, and then taking the risk to say, "Okay, are they getting the job done?" And if you're trying to scale an in-house team, then that might be what you need to do,
0: right? In in my opinion, that middle option of hiring somebody, unless you are committed to hiring a a great team, and that's a huge part of your business, that middle option is is almost the wrong fit for everyone. Because either you you have enough time to, you know, it, Anthony and I aren't trying to uh, gatekeep this industry from anybody because it's not um, it's not rocket science, I always say, you know, it, but it is it is something that it takes a lot of time and effort to stay up with the relevant, uh, you know, different Google's uh, criteria and what, what websites are looking like now and the design elements and everything. So it, there are a lot of things to focus on. And if you have no money and you're a startup, we totally understand, and that's, where we've been with everything. Anybody who started a business knows you got to wear a lot of hats, you got to learn a lot of things. And maybe you're not a master at everything, but you're you're doing enough to get by. But if you really want to invest in something for your business, and you have a thriving business that just needs a digital presence, and that just needs to increase traffic to their website. Anthony and I are like the best of both worlds with our with our agency, we come in and and uh, it's like you're hiring somebody, but you don't need to pay a full salary. And you're getting a team of people. That are dedicated to to you know making your website everything that it can be. Yeah,
1: definitely. And um, yeah, and, and that's that's our main you know focus as an as an agency is increasing your revenue, generating qualified leads for your business, and partnering with you to help scale your business and grow your business. At the end of the day, we're not here to just do the job. We like to build the relationships. We're community based. Um, You know, we're local here in the Chicagoland area, and that's something that has been huge for our businesses, supporting our local communities and just being the education that people need. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions, uh, and, you know, I think it's, like I said before, our ethical duty to make sure that people know that these options exist and and make sure that they get the best option for their business. You know, we don't want to see people lose money. We don't want to see people... You know, have to shut their business down. So, I like to say that we're a build-to-scale agency. You know, we can meet you wherever your business is at and help you grow and scale from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and we don't want anything that we do to be some sort of mystery. Like, oh, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's working, so we'll at least keep paying them. You know, we want to be upfront about things. We do a lot of customer education with our clients. We yep. are upfront, and and we'll talk your ear off. You know, this podcast might be. A little boring for some people because we've gotten into some of the technical e- elements of SEO, but really we're scraping the surface. You know, we we have uh, we want to take pains to make sure that our customers know what we're doing and why, because we don't want to waste their time or their money, uh, or or do anything that's just fluff. You know, we're gonna um, we're gonna always make sure that you know what you're doing, um, or where your money's going, and, and why we're doing certain things. I mean, Anthony and has already hit on this a couple times, but you know, no two plans are the same for getting your digital footprint out there. Uh, and we're going to go over some of the options and, and what our strategy, you know, um, what what's the best way to get to where you're going? You know, how are we going to generate the fastest? Yeah, definitely.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Off the Ground Podcast. You can find us on www.gwbrandinggroup.com. You can also follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, apple uh itunes you know uh and we are always looking for new guests so if you'd like to come on go ahead and go to gwbrandinggroup.com search for our podcast and submit a guest form and we'd love to have you on the show thanks for watching
0: thanks everyone